everybody, and welcome back to the Tight Beam, a triumphant return again from a two-month hiatus. But I don't know what anyone expects when we have no show to talk about. So um, we're back for our 27th episode, and I've got guests because, as you can tell, uh, I don't have my trusty co-pilots here today. No Fred, no Andrea, but that's okay because the, expen- the Expanse family is, is large and there's always someone to find. So we brought in Carrie. Carrie, hello. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm good. Long time no talk. I and, know, right? We, 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 I think we what, podcast every quarter now. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. We got we to keep the, uh, the <laughs> quarterly review high enough to just get through it. Um, yeah, no nothing kidding. else matters. Yeah, I think right. the last thing we did was like the movie draft. I think so, yeah. <sighs> Movie draft. Um, that was a, that was a tough one. That was a tough night for Shannon. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and then we have a very special guest. We have my good friend Ed. Hello, Ed. Hi, hi, Shannon. Hi. Oh, I'm very special. Well, yeah, I I actually forgot to tell you, you're also my dad's favorite child. So uh, there's that. <laughs> okay. Um, congratulations. There you go. Um, how are you? How That's are you a doing? Lot to, a lot to take in in, in one day. <laughs> This is my first uh, first time ever on a podcast, so you, you get to have the honor Ooh. of uh, having yeah. frequent me frequent podcast. listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna uh, before we really dive into, it, I'm gonna like uh, introduce you guys, give you guys a minute to talk, uh, so that our listeners who, uh, especially um, since Ed is not in the Random Chatter Network, kind of get an idea uh, who you are. Uh, obviously, I'll start with Carrie. She has seniority. Um, so Thank Carrie. You. Um, we've, we've not been on the type beam before, so I have not, no. you've not, no, um, which is fine. Not many people have. Um, but I wanted to, you know, give you a second. I kind of want to ask your, um, background on uh, a little bit of your background with the random chatter network and also your background with the expanse, like, uh, either how you got into it or how you've been watching it. Uh, if this is your favorite podcast on the network, because obviously it's the best and um, things like that. So, yeah. Go, well, go I don't know that I could I don't know that I could put this one over my podcast. Look, but, you can't but, technically but count your own podcast, though. I can't. I don't think uh, so. Can you? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know that that's that's a hard that's a hard decision to, to make there. Um, yeah, so I've been the webmaster on uh, on the Random Chatter Network for a few years. Um, I'm also co-host of DC Talk and Cape Chronicles um, on the Random Chatter Network, and I have an independent podcast called the um, Sci-Fi Pubcast uh, that I do with a couple other guys, um, and we talk about various sci-fi related things. Um, as far as the expanse, uh, I, be- I had heard Eric and Lou talking about the expanse for a while and, um, I watched the first season and loved it, devoured all of the books and then just, it, it just metastasized from there. It, it tends to do that to yeah. people. And and I've been you know telling everyone's like everyone I know is like you need to watch this you need to read this I I was just I I, I just um, one of my coworkers um, informed me that that she and her husband had gotten into watching The Expanse I'm like you know there are books right she's like there are like oh, no. yeah there's not, like yeah there's eight of them <laughs> you like, open the door oh I know what they're like they're like 
And she was like, I know what we're doing this weekend. Oh, boy. Good good Yay. luck. Uh, good luck. Dev <laughs> devour all eight and the novelas. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. They're all rather large. Yeah. Not not exactly weekend <laughs> reading, but all right. I trust you. Well, I guess it, I guess it depends on, on, on your um, reading speed. I, my, one of my favorite people in the world uh, once bed read Les Mis in like six hours. Oh, God. <laughs> so... It could probably be done if they're really dedicated, but who knows? That's true. That's true. I should also, full disclaimer, um, when Cape Chronicles was conceived and we were asked uh, what kind of superhero movies we'd want covered, I distinctly remember being like, hey, hey, Mike, can you do Sky High? And he was like, oh, yes, and we had yeah. you on that episode. Well, yes, yeah, that was me. I was there. And he, yeah. but I remember he was like, no, we're not going to do Sky High because it's it's not... Uh, you know, I, I forget what he said. And I said, but Mike, well, I said, I was like, but Mike, you asked me for superhero movies and um, that's a superhero movie. And so like he, he you can't it, argue with my logic. And then, of course, they ended up adding the Incredibles because he had the Incredibles on. And I said, um, if you're going to put the Incredibles on there. You, you have, have to have you have, you have to have, you you have, have, to have, to have sky, high. sky High. You have to have Sky High. Well, I'm sorry. And, I don't make the and, rules. And both of those make more sense than Masters of the Universe. I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> Masters uh, of the Universe. <laughs> yeah, that... Oh, rip. Um, so now move on to our guest, Ed. Um, tell us a little bit... You're not on the network, so instead tell us a little bit about yourself, and then you can tell us a little bit about your background in The Expanse. Uh, well... <laughs> oh, God. I know, you have to condense your whole life it's into, so like... So much pressure. Two minutes. Um, I mean, I feel like it makes more sense to just explain my, myself in the context of the expanse. Because I, I don't like have a life outside of being an expanse. <laughs> I'm just but, uh, I don't do anything. It's just me and my cat and the expanse. <laughs> exactly. But um, I, well, I, well, I like the expanse since like, I think around right before season two came out. And then mm -hmm. when the show got canceled, I got involved in the campaign uh, after cutting that fan trailer. Yes. And then that whole thing happened, and that was a lot of crazy fun. And then we built the, the Tell website, which I now um, co-run with a bunch of other people. Mm. And I also cut the... Um, I'm an editor, and I cut the... I ended up cutting the San Diego Comic-Con teaser for season four. Um, that's pretty much me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's me. <laughs> as far as anyone's concerned, like, there's not much else of note. Um, Aside from from these expanse related deeds, Carrie, did you see yes. that video they put out during San Diego Comic Con of the people um, adventuring around the set? I did not. No. Okay, you would have technically met Ed that way. Oh yeah, oh. that that was that's the other thing I cut for. The yeah, uh, actually, I should say full disclosure. Um, I I was a bit torn because uh, during the Save the Expanse campaign, because there was also the Save Lucifer campaign going on and i was trying to vote for both of them as much as possible yeah and i, I mean you shouldn't them, be torn the, let's say both of them, of them. Were, a lot of, a lot of those were a lot of those polls were um were they were like, uh, I, I don't know don't why well yeah. it, it was weird for that to be like why not both <laughs> yeah it was you know really bizarre because i had gotten well, into both kind of sci-fi maybe comic I mean, Lucifer is based on a comic book. 
Yeah, but so, there's, there yeah. was really no reason to make it a competition. I remember because I was oh, on yeah. Twitter and I would constantly see like, um, our show has a bigger following. How could they get picked up faster? And it was just really dumb because I was a fan of both shows and I thought it was like the dumbest thing to like pit two shows, especially for the fans. The fans pitting the two shows against each other was was really bad. I remember a lot of Expanse fans were like, why is this a problem? Like, shouldn't we be trying to save more genre shows why is mm -hmm. it like mm -hmm. why are you works. yelling at us yeah like you, you don't just have a bigger fan base which guarantees like faster pickup that's not really yeah, yeah it's this is this is not a zero-sum game guys yeah we can we can have all we can have all the sci-fi yeah it was a really bizarre like period of time and I just kept thinking, like, I don't understand why this is suddenly a competition of who show mm. I, I want both shows to get saved like and then both shows did get saved, so it was like, wow, you and were mean. For, and both shows got renewed for season five, so... Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's going to be Lucifer's last season, um, but mm. I, I can't be too greedy, I guess. Yeah. So Netflix isn't known for um, the longevity of its shows unless your show is Orange is the New Black or Stranger Things. Or Voltron. Or Voltron. Well, the Voltron's over now, so I don't... And they yeah, had a weird true, release did, schedule... Yeah, they did. They did get like eight seasons. Yeah, but they didn't. They do like two seasons a year. Yeah, it felt like the show was only on for two years. <laughs> like it, that show was here and gone in a flash. And I was like, did Voltron ever happen? Well, and they had they did the the How to Train Your Dragon spinoff series, which that's true too. Kind of went six or eight seasons, depending on how you counted the episodes. Yeah, their live action shows, uh, well, I mean, their strategy is out now, obviously. We all know why they cancel their shows so fast. It's because they cancel shows right before they're up for renegotiation for higher pay. Mm. So, nah, Netflix is yeah, something. Um, aren't you glad they didn't pick up The Expanse? Um, oh, yeah. They didn't even want The Expanse, so yeah, whatever. whatever. Ah. Water well, under the bridge. No, don't screw them, because I need, I need Stranger Things to come back. Yeah. And and the Dragon Prince to come back. Mm, mm. Both quality television. Yes. <laughs> but back to uh, our subject matter here. Um, it's been a very long time since we recorded. We recorded right after San Diego. And so uh, as, as any one of our listeners knows and can imagine, we've had so much, so much news. So much news since then. So we have a bit of ground to cover, but we can go really fast. Um, the, the biggest, biggest news absolutely being, and we're so late on this, the experience was renewed for season five. Oh, it's, really? Yay. When? <laughs> Shut up. Um, you were there. No, I'm kidding. You weren't actually there. Um, so yeah, The Expanse was renewed for season five during the TCAs, uh, during the big summer press tour that they do. Um, very exciting, very unexpected, um, especially because season four is, uh, still was at the time like still five months away um so if you, if you look at the way amazon does things it in retrospect it actually makes sense that they renewed yeah. it when they did but yeah i think everybody was caught by surprise yeah because i mean they also renewed carnival row at the exact same event like in the exact same breath mm -hmm. um like literally I, she I was do, like I ah. object right because that that show is also amazing 
I, I quite enjoy I quite enjoy Carnival Row. It was just very funny that she was just like, all right, um, so uh, by the way, we're also renewing Carnival Row and The Expanse. Have a great day. Um, <laughs> both before both seasons aired because uh, at the time, Carnival Row also was not out yet. So mm. it, that was quite a gamble for many viewers because we had no idea what the show was yet. Um, but it, it worked, I guess it worked out. Um, people like that show. That's good. I like that show. I like a good Orlando Bloom. Um, yep. yep. Love it. Love a good Orlando Bloom. Yes. Um, they released a TCA tiz, uh, sizzle reel, which was pretty cool. Didn't really give any new um, info. Gave a couple like new views on things. It was pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to like Dane it with a, hey, let me share it after the show because it's been out for months. Um, <laughs> but the I think the biggest news probably aside from the fact that season five was renewed was that they did in fact end up airing the season four premiere at new york comic-con um okay. earlier this month what an adventure which i that got was. to go yeah uh so ed was at new york comic-con he did not go to the screening i was at new york comic-con i did go to the screening um spoiler free review it's amazing um and we it's do have great. a spoiler full review on our website. Well, on, on your <laughs> website, Ed. Uh, on this show, it's oh, it's yes. your website. <laughs> I, I, I suppose, yeah, that's right. I, I, I can't, I have a conflict of interest. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, uh, and I'll be happy to share that review um, uh, uh, later after we record the episode. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's it's well worth the wait. It's great. I don't know how else to talk about it without like giving stuff away. It's just good. It's very good. I can't wait. I've forgotten most of it, so it'll be like watching it all over again because I kind of just sat there feeling many emotions. I only remembered a few things. I'm sure you can guess what those few things are. Um, <laughs> don't, but unfortunately, guys, once again, no Naked Steven in season one. Or in the uh, premiere. Sorry. Sorry. I don't. That, that's, we, okay. that's okay. We dropped that one. We dropped that tradition. It's over. Um, uh. all, all we can do is help for, uh, or hope for a season finale handhold because that seems to be the new pattern. Um, but yeah, so um, I can't wait for you to see it, Carrie. It's very good. Well, um, don't rub it Friday, in. Friday, December, on the next Friday the 13th, that's what I will be doing. If I'm not, you know, up to my eyeballs and paperwork. That's, is that really going to be a Friday? Yeah, it is, Friday. It is a Friday. It's, a, it's Friday the 13th. Why did they decide to do that? <laughs> you have all weekend. Because I, would know, because I would know these things. Now you got all weekend to watch it. That's why they do it. That, that too. Yeah. Did they say how many episodes? It is 10. 13? 10, okay. Yep. And I believe it's also 10 for season five. Okay. So... Um, the, the change is going to be that, um, the episodes will not all be the same length. Um, they're still not quite an hour. Um, they're not like going for longer episodes. They're just going for what feels natural, mm -hmm. which is good. Well, um, I think, I think that's what, that's something Darren Shekhar had talked about on a, di on a different podcast I was mm -hmm. listening to where, you know, with, with streaming services, he doesn't ha he doesn't have to worry about filming around um, commercial breaks mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's like there, it feels unnatural to you know pause and then pick up, yeah, you know, 
right where you left off is like mm, that's not how things that usually work but okay yeah, and I think that I think that's I think that's a change in the positive direction uh, with regards to streaming services, at least. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely like it's it it feels pretty much the same, which is nice. Um, you just don't have to sit through like seven sci-fi trailers um, between each location change, you know. Yeah, um, which is kind of nice. It's kind of nice um, yeah. not having to see the same six sci-fi commercials. Um, <laughs> No kidding. Between between each commercial break. Um, so after the uh, screening of the episode, there was a uh, panel. It was moderated by Kyle Hill of Because Science, um, which, by the way, if you haven't seen the Naruto run episode, please watch it. Please watch it. I cried laughing. It's very good. They test the Naruto run versus uh, a regular run. It's great. Um, okay. Oh, it's oh it's. It's good. Uh, so the panel uh, was Narain Shankar, Stephen Strait, Dominic Tipper, Wes Chatham, Cass Anvar, Shireg Dashlu, Kara G, and Bern Gorman, uh, also known as our Adolphus Murtry, which is a perfect casting, and I'm going to be excited about it <laughs> yeah, for the rest of my life. I, I was I was really excited about that. I, I mean, he was one of my favorite characters on on Torchwood. Mm. I mean, my one of my favorite characters who wasn't. You know, Captain Jack, obviously. Well, yeah, he was everyone's favorite character. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody uh, asked him uh, about Torchwood. Oh, God, yeah. Q &A. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I was asking if it was, like, coming back or if there were plans to bring it back. I think I saw something about ra they're do they were doing radio shows and they, were they had brought back the entire cast. Mm. I could be wrong, though. Uh, I mean, it's hard to do... It would be hard to do sequel series to um, the lot and bring him back for like post uh, Miracle Day mm. because you know he you know his character's dead. Yeah, and his character is not immortal. Well, like, like Jack is. A bunch of the main characters ended up dying, so it's like. Yeah, actually, all, everyone, everyone, but everyone, but Gwen and Jack Hart just died. Yeah. Spoiler alert! I know it's been so, like a, it's been like a decade and a half since George went on went off the air. Yeah. I'm still bitter. Rip Yanto. Um, but yeah, yeah so they're they're really, uh, you know, it's one of those questions that is just kind of like you smile and nod through when mm -hmm. when you hear a fan ask it. Um, you know, panel panels can be. Quite a place. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was still a great panel. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, a bit of an awkward moment in the middle of it, but um, I did get caught on camera, like like freaking like not freaking out, but uh, the dude in front of me like was making me anxious because he was way impatient to get to the microphone. Like he kept making like this hand gesture to like cut off the actors because they were taking too long to talk. Which is kind of the point of the panel. Um, uh, yeah, that's not your thing. That's not your place to say, <laughs> dude. Yeah, like so he was like making this hand gesture the whole time. It was making me anxious. What what was uh -huh. it? I remember because okay, so I was in some some uh, like breakfast place and I oh, was that's like right. okay. monitoring because I couldn't. We didn't have enough passes for everybody. So um, and I've seen uh, the episode before. Uh, so I sat it out, but I got to see the panel. Like I actually only had uh, 
think well it was a sci-fi stream which i think yes was flipped back and forth i don't remember but it did yeah so i was really glad that it was on because i didn't think it was going to be live streamed so i got to actually see it. and like as soon as i turned it on it was shannon was right there <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yes um and, uh, yeah, they they peer pressured me into going to ask a question wait, so the cast would see me. Yeah, that was absolutely the plan. I'm very glad you did that. But yeah. um, and I'm very glad that you got to ask your question. You happened to be the last one. <laughs> yeah, the last that's pretty fun. Best for last. Um, True. I have a reputation for asking impossible questions too. So Dom was like not trusting me. Um, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I'll tell that story in a second. But let me let me explain why you know i was a little so the dude was making me anxious right and then um i was already nervous because like yeah i dressed up in this cosplay so people would see it but that doesn't mean i want people to see it you know <laughs> so um yeah so this guy was like making me super anxious and then the guy in front of him asked his question and you know you can tell when an audience doesn't want to hear questions that have been asked before and his question was one that's been asked before. Uh -huh. um, so, <laughs> so basically, the, the guy asked, like, you know, how did the Belter language get developed or something? And the guy, like, full-on threw himself onto the guy's back. And, and I didn't realize that I was on camera. And so you can see me mouth, dude, what the f***, calm down. <laughs> And I will have to edit this. That's fine. I understand that. But like it was such a genuine response. Um, and, and they figured it out. Like, of course, in the moment, I don't know what his problem is. So I thought he was upset at the guy for asking the question. But they cut the, the um, Kyle Hill, the moderator, figured out what it was. He had asked that dude's question. So, oh. so that dude was who was impatiently in line had the exact same question as the guy in front of him. It was a well, question. So, so they were both they were both asking a question that had already been asked like a thousand times. Yes. They, okay, sure. <laughs> Which is fine. Like I don't I don't mind it because not as many no not everybody's been to a bunch of expanse panels like I have, um, but like. In the moment, that's not what it looked like. It looked like a guy who was frustrated that somebody asked a question that's been asked a thousand times before, you know? <laughs> also, it was such an over-the-top reaction that it, it required an over-the-top response from me. Yeah. Um, so you, you can still see it in the sci-fi live stream. Like, I've seen it, and I was, like, so embarrassed. <laughs> it's actually the... Um, the cover image of one of the uh, YouTube videos of the panel is is the guy throwing himself on the guy in front of him and my response to it. So that's wow. nice. Um, okay. That's good to nice. know that I'm famous for my uh, out-of-context reaction. But basically, I was the last question. And of course, you know me, I never know what to say when someone addresses me. So when Kyle Hill was like, all right, miss, you're going to be our last question. I walked right up to the microphone, just like, yeah, that's all right with me. Thanks. <laughs> um, like, I don't know what to say to that. And um, I asked uh, if you had and I'll, I'll pose it to you guys. Right. You ready? OK, I'll give you more time than they got. Because Dom seems to think I'm, I ask trick questions. Um, if you had a legitimately salvaged 
MCRN Corvette. What would you name it? Test Corvette, please ignore. <laughs> Can you repeat that? <laughs> I said, test Corvette, please ignore. Oh my God. <laughs> oh dear God. <gasps> that, that's funny. <laughs> Bye. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm terrible at naming things. I have no idea. Mm. Uh, I got some decent answers out of that cast. I, I liked, uh, nice. um, well, Cass uh, Anvar said Screaming Firehawk, which um, the one of my, one of the guys who was with us, uh, Kyle, actually predicted. He was I mean, like, watch you. I've been, I've been, yeah, of course he would say that. You got to pander to the crowd, right? Um, and then Dominique, who thought, who swore it was a trick question, said tipper truck. That's Which actually pretty good. Is is really good. And um it it got Steven so tickled that he he was gonna go with her answer. Oh dear. What was the one that Wes <laughs> nice. came up with at okay, the other yeah. interview later? So basically there was another interview later where someone asked them if they could name a ship, what would they name it? And Dom was like, Oh, we were asked this at the panel. Um and of course they had another giggle about Tipper Truck. And Wes Chatham, who did not answer my question, I'm so upset, <laughs> said Chadillac. <laughs> nice. Like, what a great name. And I was he, robbed of it. He's probably been thinking about that the whole time between the yeah, panel and Yeah, <laughs> he probably did. It's entirely possible. He probably totally was just like, what would I name my ship? <laughs> um, but Dom explained that, you know, if she was going to have a ship, it might as well be named after her. Um, and nice. she said Stephen's going to be on her crew because he liked the name so much and he did it was great um so possibly space dragon but i i, I mean that could work I, yeah maybe i'd have to think about that more yeah like it i feel like it's it maybe it is a little harder than i thought but i thought it'd be fun dom thought i wanted her to say rosinante i'm like no <laughs> no name no. it what you want <laughs> um yeah. And that's what I told them, too, because when she was like, is this a trick question? I was like, no, you can name it whatever you want. Like, it's not a trick question. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I get it. I, I have a reputation now, apparently, <laughs> for asking difficult questions. Um, so the and, and Ed can help with this part since he was here for this. Um, they did do another activation at New York Comic Con like they did at San Diego, except this one was a little less involved. Um, it was indoors, so it didn't have like this giant sand pit to play Belter in. Um, it didn't like uh, recreate uh, Illis like they did at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, instead, it was like a mini mishmash Rossi that had actual props from the show in it, um, which was very fun. Uh, Ed didn't get to like sit in the chair like I did. Mm -hmm. No, he, he okay, was too busy filming us. I got, to, I got us. to do it on the set. Yeah, so shut up. I, I was prioritizing. Um, yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun though, and they had a cool little picture area where you could do like a GIF or a photo as if you were stepping off the Rocinante, which is cool. Um, and they had many, 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 many coffee cups. Many, many coffee cups. Uh, the kitchen, the galley area was really great. They had the, the circular garden thing. Yeah, um, they had the circular garden thing awesome. and Holden's coffee machine. Um, I don't, I can't imagine what else they would have survived. <laughs> the new one? Yeah, well, I, it's, just it's the version 5.0. I don't know how. 
It's version 5.0 or something. I don't know how many coffee machines he's broken. He's so um, many coffee machines. <laughs> he's he's an angry, angry boy. Smashes many coffees. But it, it was cool. It was funny to see, and they just had so many mugs. So well, plus well, plus the way Holy goes through coffee. I mean, that thing the coffee maker is probably going to wear out hey. a lot faster than other things on the ship. Yeah, he probably goes through like eight coffee machines a year. I hope they make bank. Wow. <laughs> I hope they make bank shipping stuff back and forth. <laughs> um, and there was a cast signing, which was very fun. Um, we got to go um, thanks to, you know, some really great people. And it was uh, interesting. It was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Should we um, tell the... Do you, do you want to tell the poster story since it's your artwork? <laughs> I, I, come on, it was a team effort. Um, I got dragged in at two in the morning from my bed, so it's just. <laughs> so yeah, we 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 uh for some strange reason. Well, actually, I guess there's context for this because uh we have this little tradition now that whenever whenever some one of us or however many of us go to a con, we would like bring a picture of the people who couldn't make it and carry it around with us, and so that you know, and like maybe get them signed and stuff like that. Um, when uh, I I was supposed to go to Germany to FedCon and I couldn't make it um, because I was working on the teaser. They brought like a framed photo of me and were making everybody mm -hmm. take pictures of it. And so I did the same thing for San Diego. This time we decided to take it up a notch. So we photoshopped our faces onto their faces on the season four poster. So we, yeah, so we did this 2 a.m. Photoshop and then we actually like managed to find time to go and like print it on a large mm -hmm. thing of paper and get it framed. And so we walked up to them and we handed them this ridiculous, like zero effort, terrible Photoshop of us on uh, on their faces. And we signed it too, because we were like, well, you guys have been signing all these posters of yourselves for us. So we thought we would like return the favor. Um, and thankfully it was received quite well. It was a very funny moment. It was, it was very good. We were told it's going to go up in the office, but we haven't heard anything yet. I hope it goes up in the office. <laughs> it better. <laughs> um, it was very funny. I was like, I was the only sober one during this process. And um, we're telling this, Ed's telling the story. And he was like, there was zero sobriety. And I said, excuse me, I was sober. And I watched the video today because I was showing it to my friend. And I realized Bert Gorman called me a liar. I just oh. I just met him. So like in the video, it's very clear that Steven's saying like I'm lying when because Ed actually turned the camera on him while he was calling me a liar. But I was listening <laughs> to it. I'm like, oh, my God, Byrne called me a liar first. So I said, like, I was sober and you can hear Byrne go lies. And Steven <laughs> just goes blatant lies. <laughs> I, was like, I was so hurt that that they would not believe me. Because I don't drink that much. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I, I was literally dragged out of my bed at 2 a.m. Kyle came and got me and he just goes, I have been uh, requested to request your presence uh, in Ed's room uh, for an important project. And I just looked at him and was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so ominous. Like, yes, sir, can I help you? Um, but it was very funny. Um, it's just... 
the weirdest thing I think uh, I've ever been a part of was this poster. And I've, I've done some pretty weird things. Um, so that was fun. That was a nice little gift to kind of give them. And um, I, I hope they like it. I, I got to give a shout out to uh, to Chuck. I can't remember his last name. Chuck. Chuck is awesome. And he, he cosplayed as Duarte. Mm. Um, which I hope I can say. That's not a spoiler. Right? You you can say that. You just can't say who Duarte <laughs> okay, is. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we didn't have enough. Passes. Wait, are you saying we're going to see Duarte this year? No, it's just no, uh, he just... just like created. Well, I I can't say. I don't know. Um, okay. I don't know. Either. But <laughs> he did. Uh, he did create like a Duarte cosplay based on like um, show MCRN officer uniforms. Oh. Mm -hmm. So. It was, and he had like these blue sunglasses on. It was great. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. great. He didn't take, he didn't take them off too. It was awesome. The, the reason I brought him up is uh, aside from the meetup, which I think we'll talk about later. He, um, I, we didn't have enough passes again. And I kind of didn't realize that I could have just borrowed somebody. So I was outside while they were going on. Everybody else was in, in the signing, you know, Shannon and, and the other L folks. And, uh, and then somehow I was like, I told Chuck, I'm like, oh yeah, they, they, they're hoping to get me in there somehow. And he just says, why don't you just take my badge? I don't need it anymore. <laughs> like he was just going to go home. Um, so yeah. I was able to get in there just in time, right as they were coming up uh, on at like the end of the line to get to the cast and everything. We so. all started yelling when we saw him. It was great. <laughs> it was yeah. very exciting because I did not expect to get to be there for this moment. And I'm very glad I did. And, and also I was able to videotape it. So it was a, just a nice little like happy accident that, rounded out the con experience for us <laughs> yeah it was super fun um there the cast is like you know you hear that like obviously they're a great group of people but they are like some of the greatest people in my opinion like they're just really nice wonderful they remember everything about you kind of people nice i like that yeah no, uh, no, but I I know we don't talk about the books much mm -hmm. on this podcast, but I it, it's a it's a toss up, um, which uh, whether um, Marco or Duarte scare the crap out of me more. <laughs> I'd say Marco, as, if I had to choose. Uh, yeah, Marco. I think Marco is just a slight, and I'm I'm very nervous if we're if when we if we get to that in the show i that's gonna be make me very it's gonna make me very nervous yeah i have a lot of conversations with people about marco um because <laughs> marco is a foil to a certain character um he is a very clear foil uh -huh. to a certain character and um the way that character has been received by the fandom i genuinely worry about how marco will be received um <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you, you know, and and well, you both I, know well, what I'm no, saying I, here. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm not entirely sure which character you're talking about. We okay. can talk about that offline. Okay. But I, I am not entirely sure how Marco will be received in general. That's also if true. He, yeah. If we get, if we see him on screen, because I mean, he's a personality. He's a he's a personality and and you know certain you know socio political events happening right now. Yeah, that's that's another yeah. yeah. Like so, uh, to be quite honest, the Tumblr fandom is very clear about its favorites and what kind of people those favorites are. And uh -huh. obviously, 
they're not wrong. And I'm glad that that is the way it is now because it didn't used to be that way. But the whole thing with Marco, without going into spoilers, is that he is supposed to be likable. And he is not a character you should find likable. That is the idea. And then there's a character who is likable, who nobody likes, who is supposed to be the other side of his coin. And so Ah, I'm interested to see how Tumblr specifically responds to Marco if they have not read the books, because Marco is a particularly brand of not nice um, that I find particularly despicable um, uh, as the kind of woman and person that I am. Um, Uh And so if if things are viewed the way I am afraid they are going to be viewed, I'm going to be a very unhappy little girl. Well, I, I. Okay, well, I I know we're talking around talking around the issue, but I kind in in the books he kind of comes off as like the screen version of Ramsey Bolton, like he's this adorable like like Rams Ramsey on screen is like this uh, like almost very cute, almost very sweet guy, and does just does the most horrific things possible. And it's like how the the. It, it breaks my brain. I mean, how much he, it, yeah. Marco is a little different from Ramsey in that he is not outwardly cruel, and that is what makes him scary. Yes. He is beautiful, charming, wonderful when you meet him. And then you get to know him. And that, that's the kind of terrifying, because he's, everybody knows somebody like that, you know, especially, oh, yeah. um, like, it, Without, like, as I don't want to spoil who he is because his name has not been said on the show yet. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't want to spoil what makes him such a such a despicable character to a certain point. Um, but he, the point is, is that, and it, it's the re- what makes him the foil to this other character is that he is handsome and charming, and you know he draws people in, and then it's what he does, like his intentions are completely different from this other character and that was what made them different. Well, he he's he's almost like it's he's almost like the novelization version of Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Like when you when when you're if you read the novelization of um Revenge of the Sith, it's like when he is in the room, everything Palpatine says seems to make complete sense. And as soon as he leaves the room, you realize how effed up. Mm-hmm everything he just said was and you're just like and that's what that is that that book is that novelization is where i got the appreciation for the kind of master manipulator he was and marco kind of comes off like that it's like a little bit of palpatine a little bit of ramsey bolton and and all wrapped up into this very very nice looking package that is going to get everyone killed in the end maybe spoilers (laughs) We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. We don't know nothing he, about that yet. He may or may not, may or may not get, every, get everyone killed. Um, yeah, I Marco is a particular brand of despicable. Uh, yes. That I, I am not a fan of. And um, it's been hinted at on the show, but obviously I'm not going to like mm-hmm. be clear about who he is. Uh, oh, he's yeah. just terrible. He's just terrible. Um, I can't wait to see everyone act like he's not terrible. I'm and while while a genuinely good person is absolutely terrible. Can't wait. Love the internet. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna that's gonna break a whole lot of people there. It's gonna that's gonna break me for if sure. They, if if they if they do, if they do his character right, that's gonna break a whole lot. Of people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I I can't wait to see how this shakes out. Um, I'll also at um New York Comic Con we had a meetup. We uh, put together a fun little meetup at Vessel, which is a really cool alien-looking place. Um, and it was very fun. Uh, there was a giveaway where there were props involved. There was a signed book involved. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. It was nice to kind of see a bunch of Expanse yeah. fans because I've been trying to put together meetups for the last two years, but because the Expanse wasn't there, nothing ever really happened. And what? finally, finally... I was Got one. very pleased to see that people actually showed up. And we were, uh, you guys were running around with these flyers that we had printed to try and like <laughs> promote the thing, which was yeah. its own can of worms because those didn't come out right and everything. But um, luckily people turned up. We And uh, shout out to uh, Amazon and uh, Orbit for mm -hmm. getting us some of those props and the books. Um, yeah. for the giveaway and uh, helping us get them signed. So it, it was it was a very nice little event. We got to expand on like the fan experience at the con um, for Expanse fans a little bit. Yeah, um, I, that was no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I, I was also genuinely excited that the book that we ended up giving out was the one that had me in stitches the night before. So the <laughs> book was the book was signed by uh, Dom, Stephen, and Narain, who had done an event at a high school in Why New York in Brooklyn at Ed's high school. <laughs> yeah, it's a way to make it all about you, Ed. Um, <laughs> but um, they signed the book, and I opened one of the books, and the first thing I realized, like Dominique, took almost the entire page, right? And then Stephen, very small, signed like. <laughs> in like in between her name and like whatever she doodled at the bottom like just squeezed it in there there was a whole like corner he because i know he like squeezed it in next to dom's and then very small at the bottom narine yeah and they both so they both wrote who they played under their their characters or under their signatures and Narain just wrote Narain again. <laughs> and it was just, it was very funny, but like nothing made me laugh harder than seeing like how big Dom's signature was and Steven's like squeezed in next to it. I felt that was like very, that was very funny, very on brand. Um, so that was nice. And they did a ton of interviews. A um, lot of interesting things to be said that could be said, I guess. Um, I think the one I'm looking forward to the most is that they said we're going to see more of Amos. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I, okay. I, I do love a West Chatham. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than that. Um, so uh, one last bit of like fun, fun time. Well, yeah. And then two last things of fun time. Season five filming began this week. Yay. Yay. Yeah. And they we're... posted some, this crazy crane shot set up as their yeah. first, the first shot they did and it looks awesome and also, they dropped a camera from a crane yeah and it looks like and then it was like handed over to the steady cam guy and but i i was also um i noticed that they were filming this somewhere in the city like it was an outdoors thing yeah they and were I'm, filming on the streets of toronto yeah so i'm very curious what that's where that's meant to be i'm very stoked <laughs> i can't believe it's real you know I will say this during the um, 
the opening credits for uh, the premiere episode, I did cry a little bit because it was like this almost didn't happen. And it was finally seeing the the fruits of the campaign um, kind of happen and like knowing it was going to it was real. Um, and I know a lot of people were upset that Amazon hasn't released the episode early, but I'm glad I got to see it. You know, um, <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want to be braggy, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I go to this convention every year in the hopes that the expanse will come back because the expanse used to go. They were there before the season, the series aired in 2015. And I was at the 2016 panel um, before season two. And it was like you wanted them to be there because they were sci-fi's quote unquote flagship show, you know, and then sci-fi stopped bringing them. And that was kind of uh, I said when we were um, one of the times we went out to dinner, I had said, you know, the the moment sci-fi didn't bring the expanse to New York Comic Con 2017, I knew it was over. Mm. Like as yeah, soon I mean, as like, you could tell they, there was much less advertising as well. Yeah, they didn't the, even give us a trailer until a month before premiere. Like it was, I mean, but that was like the first sign, you know, because all the shows that film, all, a lot of the major shows that film on the East Coast go to New York Comic Con because it's easy to get there. You know, The Walking Dead goes every year and they're in freaking Atlanta. You know, this is literally two hours away <laughs> by plane. Um, and they brought them two years in a row and then didn't. They, they brought the magicians back, decidedly not a science fiction show, um, and, hap and happy, but no, no Expanse. There was no advertising for The Expanse. The Expanse was, going to, was supposedly going to be back in a few months and ended up not coming back until April. But, like, nothing. Well, it's, nothing it, at it's, all. It's also interesting because, like, we... Everyone kind of knew that this might happen already when the season three started oh, airing. Yeah. So initially there was a renew the expanse tag. Like people were already mm -hmm. starting to campaign I, I that. before the cancellation announcement came. Um, there was just a lot of that tension in the air. And then, you know, we quickly flipped to save the expanse because it was officially announced to be canceled. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, um, I think that the production team probably also knew or, oh, yeah. you know, we're at least aware that it was a strong possibility. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting to note that these decisions were being made, like, pretty far ahead of time and how quickly all of that changed once it was actually announced and the fandom started to make noise and everything. Yeah, it was it was pretty clear that um, what sci-fi was going to do. So, you know... Um, and then, uh, the, the Expanse also aired the season four premiere at Comic-Con Paris, which is like really nice because like, A, they had three con appearances, which is new, like three official, well, four official ones, but they didn't air anything at FedCon cause nothing was ready yet. Um, but it was kind of feels like Amazon cares. It kind of feels like Amazon <laughs> cares a little bit. I don't know. Uh, maybe just a little bit. Just a little. Oh, yeah. Um, it, I, it's worth noting that at the New York Comic Con, like on the topic of Amazon caring, as soon as you walk in, there are giant oh, character yeah. banner posters of the Expanse characters on these pillars. 
in the Javits Convention Center. Like there was yeah, nothing else. Yeah, you couldn't else. miss them. You couldn't miss them, and there wasn't anything. Uh, like that's kind of the first thing that you saw. Um, and, and I, I and don't remember seeing any other like IP being mm. really, you know, visible that way. Yeah, and and for people who went to New York Comic Con last year, uh, as a frame of reference. Uh, it was where the Good Omens stuff was last year. So the Good Omens character banners that were up, which was only uh, Aziraphale and Crowley. Um, it was that same area because ha- their booth is out in the, uh, like in the Crystal Palace, like main walking area. So it was a little crowded, but like it's easy to spot. You'll definitely get eyes that way. And so everyone was looking at this weird boxy thing that said Rocinante on the side, wondering what was going on there. Um, they also had, like, props. Carrie, they had um, Chris Jen's red dress from when she went to see Holden's mom. Oh. That oh, was yeah. there. They yeah. They had that in the little uh, glass thing. Martian outside. battle armor. And they had the Goliath suit as well and, and, a, and a few other things, some helmets and stuff like that. Obviously. Nice. Obviously, the coolest was Christian's dress. We I didn't see it in person. I was really upset about it, but um, it was beautiful from as far as I saw it. Aww. But yeah, Christian gets Christian gets the the best wardrobe. Not that not that I I usually care about that kind of thing, but yeah, it's like they're stunning. I mean, if you're going, yeah, you have to care about them. You can't miss them. They're beautiful. I, I, I was like, I don't normally care about fashion, but I mean, she just always always looks amazing. So she does. Yeah. Oh, it's a big a f- part of her character. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. She's got to be show-stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice to see Amazon, like, caring. And not only caring, but caring about more than the U.S. audience, which is a big deal. Because I think a lot of um, non-U.S. fans of The Expanse were frustrated with sci-fi, which it has nothing to do with sci-fi. Like, I'm going to preface this with, like, sci-fi did what they could for who they could like you know i i'll slam sci-fi for a lot of their decisions whatever but they literally could only distribute to the united states like well, they also they genuinely liked the show and they didn't want it to go away but they just right. couldn't justify it it was a pretty expensive show to produce right but i think but people like people who didn't live in the u.s would blame sci-fi for a lot of issues that had nothing to do with sci-fi um sci-fi couldn't distribute outside the u.s so they would get mad when they couldn't watch videos on youtube like, that's not sci-fi legally could not distribute outside the U.S. Just like when people get upset with Orbit for having contests that only U.S. Um, participants can enter because Orbit can only run that contest in the U.S. Like, there's a lot of legal things and sci-fi, like, couldn't be blamed for the fact that they couldn't advertise the show outside the U.S. Netflix should have been out, like, di- um, promoting the show outside the U.S. because they're who had the rights outside the U.S. Um, Amazon Prime had the U.S. and They didn't really advertise much either, but there was no reason to because it was still airing on sci-fi. So Amazon is taking pains to advertise this show outside the U.S., and that is a pretty damn good thing. So. Agreed. That is a damn good thing. Thanks, Amazon. Make them feel included. Thanks, Amazon. Thanks, uh, future overlords. Um, (laughs) So the next thing, moving on, moving hey, you away. Know better, I, I'd say almost better Amazon than Taco Bell. True. Don't know what the rep, don't know what the reference is. Ask your- <laughs> I just love Taco Bell. Can I just assume that Taco Bell should be my overlord? 
Um, <laughs> Taco Bell doesn't no, have no one day one, shipping. No, not, neither of you is, have seen Demolition. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces, but I, I did vaguely know the reference. I knew it was a, a movie. <laughs> I knew it was a sci-fi movie of some sort. I just couldn't figure out which one it was. Um, I didn't want to embarrass myself by saying like, I don't know, some dumb shit like fifth element or something. Um, that's okay. Yeah. So, uh, moving away from show news, um, there is currently an, um, a Rocinante model Kickstarter run by Expanse Launch, uh, which is, uh, backed by Idea Planet. Um, Idea Planet has made like some really cool models and stuff. I actually have a couple of them, which I'm, I, I constantly talk about because I'm so excited. Like, I have my Songbird statue, which is my pride and joy. It was lovely, and I spent a decent chunk of change on it. And also the um, Uncharted 3 Collector's Edition Nathan Drake statue. Um, they're also working on the Ellie statue for The Last of Us Part 2, which is a beautiful thing. And it's I'm so tempted to drop the money on it, guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, Basically, the, the Kickstarter is already funded, right? It was funded in 28 hours with 1,133 backers. It is currently, at, uh, as soon as we started recording, I got the numbers. Uh, it's currently at $342,821. I can't say numbers. With 1,006, <laughs> that 1,620 backers. Um, I can't say long numbers, America. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Neither I, can I. I can't I, read I have, long numbers. I have, difficult, I have difficulties every time I have to do that for Cape Chronicles. Yeah, it's no one should have to read big numbers like this. It should be made illegal. Um, numbers should not be that big. It, it's not real. Um, so the initial specs for the Rocinante model, get ready because this is sick. Uh, it's going to be weighted ABS PVC resins with steel reinforcements. It's going to be like three to four pounds. It's going to be approximately 18 to 21 inches long. It's a big boy. Mm -hmm. It's a a very big boy. Um, It's going to have high detail paint, metallic accents, tampo printing. Um, It's supposedly going to have magnetic removable gun turrets and a rail gun. So you can like make it look like however you want it to for display. uh, Yes, it is a season four Rossi. Yes, it is the season, the, the beautiful paint job they gave the Rossi for season four. Um, it'll have uh, a set of interchangeable landing gear, uh, which, by the way, can't support the weight of the Rossi. They've been asked this a lot, so I feel like I'll, I'll say it. It can't support the weight of the Rossi. It weighs three to four pounds. Um, so the landing gear will be retracted and extended. You can use whichever you like. Um, and it will have blue LED engine lights with an on-off switch. It's going to be sick. It's, nice. it's going to be sick. Definitely check out the link, here if you want to see what this bad boy is going to look no, like. I'm looking at it right now. This is, looks amazing. Isn't I have, it great? Even, even if I could afford it, I have no idea where I would put it. Right. I have no idea where it's going to go. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I just, I have no, I have so many things on my desk right now. I have no idea where it's going to go. But uh I, I, I really want it. I want a really nice Rossi model. I have like the little one. From Loot Crate, and then um, the the Expanse randomly sent me one back during season two. So like, I have a three D printed Rossi model, um, but this is this is gonna be like my my pride and joy, my piece de mm-hmm. resistance, you know. Mm. Um, 
there are really cool backer rewards. This is where I get excited because I love um, pins and things like that. Um, so some of the backer rewards is going to be the pins. Um, I'm most excited about the Canterbury XO badge because now you too can stare moodily <laughs> at at a, ba a Canterbury XO badge when you feel like you have too much responsibility on your shoulders. <laughs> um, <and> then, <laughs> I wonder how many times we're going to see it in season four. Um, they also have Alex's boot pin, which he wore on his little hat, um, which is back. Welcome back, Alex's hat, everyone's favorite cast member. Um, and then Amos's Oni pin. So it, they're in-universe pins, which is cool. It's I would love a Rossi enamel pin, to be quite honest. Um, but having, like, actual prop pins is really cool, so... I do like that. There's also some vinyl decals. I think it was the Rocinante um, pinup girl. Um, Try to remember what they were because I forgot to write them down. I just kind of wrote, wrote down all the backing backer rewards without actually looking at them. The patches are uh, pure and clean. Uh, I think Bratness gas, and I forget the third one. Uh, it looks like MCRN. MCRN, excellent. Um. There's also an early bird special, which was a like vinyl, like stickery kind of thing with a Vassarala where you can dress her up with cursing bubbles. Um, is that what the Vassarala playset? Yes. Listed what that? That's what that was. It's no longer. It's apparently no longer available. Yeah, it was for the but first I, I was, uh, 48. I was very interested to know what that was. Mm -hmm. It's because, um, like, one of the things, it was very popular, but it wasn't in the top choices, was a talking Avasarala doll, which I think they also said logistically they couldn't figure out anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so it was a cursing, talking Avasarala doll, so they were like, you know what, let's put together this early bird special that, like, you know, it, it's kind of in the same spirit. Uh, even if it's and, not the same thing, and that quite honestly has been one of my one of my talking points for uh, getting people into the expanse. Mm -hmm. Now it's like now that it's on, it's like now that it's on Amazon, you get to experience Avasarala in all of her glory. Maybe not all of her glory because she's a lot more foul mouthed in the books, and right? Probably, but yeah, now we get now we get full full on unedited Avasarala. Yeah, they it is, um, it is fabulous. And and she at Comic Con they asked her what her favorite curse word is. And it, it, yeah, I thought, I thought, did she say something about she doesn't like to doesn't like to swear? Oh no, she like doesn't care that much. She's uh, pretty. I think she likes to get it out as a Vasarala, um more mm -hmm. than anything. But they asked her what her favorite curse word is, and she like she said it. She, she nice. She uh, it, it is uh, MF. I can't say oh, it's off to censor it. Of course. <laughs> I already cursed once. I'm not going to censor another word. Um, <laughs> I'm too tired. Uh, and there's also for um, people who are like on Twitter or whatever, um, they're also including some stuff, some artwork from uh, Bora Kutlu, Kutlu um, mm. who uh, has done things like ship plaques. So they're going to include ship plaques. For the Canterbury, the Donager, the Razorback, and I think the Agatha King. I couldn't remember the fourth one. Um, as well as recruitment posters for the UNN, the MCRN, the OPA, and the Rocinante. 
So the Kickstarter is open until November 21st. So yes, it's funded, um, but you absolutely can still go in. The Rasinante will, it looks like the Rasinante is only going to be available to people who back the Kickstarter. So if you would like one, we will make sure to like share the link. Um, you can find it on Kickstarter as well. Um, it is run by Expanse Launch and Idea Planet. So, you know, definitely back it. I'm very excited to have my giant Rasinante that I have no idea where to put it. Uh -huh. None. Zero. <laughs> it's it's going to like, I, it won't be in a box, that's for sure, but it's probably going to be somewhere very inconvenient because I can't think of anywhere else to put it. I don't even have <laughs> one, one foot of space anywhere. Um, another cool thing, and this is actually like very, very fun because it just got pushed up. There's an Expanse novella coming out. And it got pushed up to November 12th. It was originally supposed to come out in December. Um, it is now coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, nice. So while you won't be getting a new Expanse book yet, uh, you will have an Expanse universe novella. Uh, it is set between Persepolis Rising and Tiamat's Wrath. Um, for those of you who know the books and know the timelines. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this is the the summary that Orbit uh, released, uh, I think, a week or two ago. Uh, Auburn is one of the first and most important colony worlds in humanity's reach, and the new conquering faction has come to claim it. Uh, we, we know who the, the faction is. Obviously, I'm not going to yes. say it for spoilers. Yes. Yeah. Um, Governor Rittenauer has come to bring civilization and order to the far outpost and guarantee the wealth and power of the empire. But Auburn already has its own history, a complex culture, and a criminal kingpin named Eric. Eric. Mm. With That's very different, different plans. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still very convinced I know who this is. Uh, criminal kingpin. In a world of deceit, violence, and corruption, the greatest danger written our faces is love. <laughs> <laughs> romance arc with Eric <laughs> I ship Rittenauer and Eric I'm calling it right now um, oh but yeah so uh, people who read the books might be familiar with a character named Eric who is also a criminal kingpin <laughs> and given we don't know his status I wouldn't be surprised if this is him yeah it sounds like I, it I wouldn't be surprised I, I'd probably sit there and be like he's back just like Oh dear. <laughs> um, and also, I mean, one of the things I love about the expanse is that the most unexpected characters come back in the most unexpected ways. Um, and mm. so I, I'd like to I, I would absolutely love a, an Eric return in, in another novella. I think that'd be fun um, to see what he's been up to. Uh, you know, since. I won't say since what, yeah. but since. Um, yeah. <laughs> since. <laughs> um, so, like I said, <laughs> Oberyn comes out on November 12th. Um, it is ebook only, uh, like all the other novellas. So, if you would like to read it, you can pre order it through like your favorite ebook retailer uh, and, you know, get, get that little expanse fix until December 13th when season four comes out. Another fun book news, and this one's been pushed back. So sorry, this is not another like, guess what? Soon you will have. No, you won't have it soon. Um, the Art and Making of the Expanse, which I think I've mentioned in previous episodes, uh, will be coming out uh, November 26th. 
It is an official companion book, so if you like art books and you like The Expanse, this one's for you. Um, it's going to have concept art, behind-the-scenes photo uh, photography, and quotes from the showrunners, so that'll be really fun. Um, I'm very excited. I love a good art book. I don't know about you guys. Um, oh, I like I, flipping through them. I don't. I don't generally pick I'm, them up. I'm very excited about this one. I have a. I have a Blade Runner 2049 art book that I very much treasure, mm. and I generally, I just find these to be such an interesting. Like having all that art be put together into this nice little printed format is, it's like a timeless kind of reminder of some of these beautiful IPs. And you know, you own them, you get to like look at them from time to time. I'm very mm -hmm. glad they're putting this together for The Expanse because a lot of people really wanted this. There's a lot of concept art that the show has that has never been like released or shown off anywhere, and it's gorgeous. And yeah, this this is just another one of those things that you know we didn't expect to get, like the soundtrack, for example, for seasons two and three. Mm -hmm. That you know, thanks to Amazon and Elcon, are are now being made available. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to add add to that. Yeah. I love a good art book. Um, I haven't bought one in a while because they're typically expensive. Um, but given this is like one of my favorite shows in a long time, uh, I'm very excited to kind of read about the making of it for sure. Um, and to and to see all the concept art because this is such a lived in world that that the show puts out. And I it'd be really cool to see like the building of it, I think. Um, Cause I just I wanna I wanna live in this world. I wanna like roll around in it, you know. <laughs> I wanna I wanna take a nap in this world building and feel comfortable for once in my life. Um, it's I, cause I mean, okay. So like I've ta I've vaguely talked about this before, but the thing that got me in the expanse was the fact that right before I got in the expanse, my hyperfixation was Mass Effect, and that was another world. Like the world building of it was just so cool, and yeah, it had its. It had its like loopholes or whatever. Every, every, like, no world building is absolutely perfect, but it was reminiscent of a world building that I was fascinated by. And so I kind of threw myself head first into it. And it, it's part of what made me fall in love with the expanse, um, aside from like the Rossi crew, who are my favorite characters, um, was how real this world felt, how lived in it felt, and how deeply like to use part of the world, how built it was. Um, it genuinely felt thought about and cared about and carefully cultivated. And that I, to see it kind of laid out in a book, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love so it. Excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, watch me, watch me put out an episode of the typing. That's just me reading from the art book. Like that'd be fun. Um, it wouldn't be fun. Um, the uh like we're down to our last talking points this one's a very quick and fun one it was kind of like a sneaky news thing it came out um during while we were at new york comic-con yeah. we, we we were all like giddy talking about it um in our little group uh, and we all kind of pre-ordered at the same time which was very funny as well um the expanse is putting out a collector's edition soundtrack vinyl set um, like vinyl is in records for those of you who are like 15. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, I love, a, I love a good vinyl. I love a good record. And, um, you know, the expanse like surprised us with seasons 
the soundtracks for season two and three, which people have been begging for. So for them to also turn around and say, also, by the way, we're putting out a collector's edition soundtrack. That was very exciting. Um, so it will also be released on December 13th, since Friday is now music day, which is a change I keep forgetting is real. Um, mm. So it will coincide with the release of season four. It is a special limited edition 2LP color vinyl set limited to 2,253 copies. And I love that they finally confirmed that is because the series takes place in the year 2253. Um, I was like, oh. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Apparently, that's why. That. <laughs> yeah. So that was in the article where they announced it. Um, it said that that was the the show takes place um, in 2253, which is why there are 2253 copies. Um, like season four isn't 2253. I, I mean, I would maybe season one. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it's hard to tell, um, but because we never see a year in the show, um, and you don't even know how much time is passing. I I will say this, Carrie, for the first time. The yeah. show tells you how long time has passed. Well, the second time. I forgot. We did have the six-month time jump. But for the second time in the series history, they will tell you exactly how much time has passed between two points in the, in the canon. Isn't that amazing? That, that is cool. Although it's probably not going to be the 30 years. It's not. It's not 30 two. years. Um, wait, wait. Wait. Never mind. The, the, the jump between books four, three and four was likely like, what, 10 years? Uh no, uh it was about a year I think. About a year. Yeah. No, the 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 big time jump happens after book six. Yes. The, there's a couple of time jumps in in the expanse, but like most of them are like minor, and so the lines are hard to miss. They didn't make that big time jump hard to miss. Um, right. but yeah, there is a, there is another time jump. They actually tell you how long it is. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what is this? An actual passage of time? Insane. <laughs> So yeah, the the books are better about the passage of time than the show is. So yeah, um, you can like vaguely gauge how long the show has been running, um, but the books are very clear about it. So it's kind of nice to sometimes know how long it's been. Um, but back to uh, especially because uh, the travel time, like not time travel, space travel takes a long time. They also finally address how long space travel takes, which is great. Um, but anyway, oh, <laughs> anyway, good. other than uh, the slingshotter, because I think the slingshotter was the only other time they kind of referenced that. Um, but anyway, um, like I, I only ever tell the vaguest of spoilers. Like, wow, Shannon is talking about the passage of time on a spaceship. Wow, that's so interesting. Like, it's yeah, because I, I find it interesting. Um, so anyway, back to the soundtrack. Um, takes place in the year 2253, whatever. Uh, it's going to have 27 songs and score pieces from The Belt and beyond, spanning seasons one through three, and some uh, unreleased versions of tracks featured in the show. Nice. So, and there's going to be some, some uh, score pieces from season four as well mixed in there. It's kind of like a nice mixed bag. So it's going Very to be cool. on uh, translucent blue and white vinyl. I think the, so the white one has the Rocinante um, pinup girl on it. Yep. And the blue one has the series station logo on it, which is I, very cool. I just pre-ordered it as we were speaking. Why didn't you pre-order with the rest I, of us, Ed? I don't, I don't know. I just never got around to it. I think I oh, forgot lame. about it. Oh. Well, and, and it's so appropriate that at least one of the, dis, at least one of the, 
one of them is going to be blue. Yeah, exactly. In, you know, protomolecule, protomolecule blue. They infected my records and I am offended. <laughs> I'm suing. I'm suing. Um, it's inert. Don't worry. <laughs> so it'll be, fine. it'll be fine. It's just a record there's as no, long as I like. There's no contagion. Yeah. Can't, can't touch it. Gotta wear mm. gloves. Um, okay. Where was I? Oh, yes. So it's on blue and white vinyl. Uh, the gatefold jacket features com uh, composite art developed for the show, uh, which is, I think it's Julie on Eros, which is always, like, all the art about that scene is is gorgeous. Um, and then it's going to have the, the silver foil stamp featuring the OPA logo, which is kind of cool. Uh, now, here's here's where it gets exciting. The unreleased tracks from seasons one through three include the Belter version of Tighten Up by the Black Keys from the season premiere, from the series premiere. You have Deep Purple's Highway Star, which was a hotly, hotly requested song from um, season three when uh, um, Maneo is like slingshotting around, you know, and he's like blasting his Belter music. And I, th what this is missing is I think it also includes the um, Belter, like the I'm All Alone Belter song that he then listens to when his girlfriend breaks up with him. Aww, so it's, it's going to be very fun. Um, I'm very excited. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to, my, my record player is a little wonky and I have to figure out how I'm going to listen to it. Um, but I'm so excited. I, I love scores and soundtracks. And so to have like a collector's edition is very cool. Nice. Yeah. And then our last talking point, this will be fun for Carrie because uh -huh. um, Carrie knows like, I mean, me, it's fun for me too. Um, I, I'm, Ed doesn't count because he's seen more of season four than I Maybe have. Maybe Ed doesn't count. He, well, because he might already know what some of these are. I, I, don't even, I, I barely know Ed, and I, I, and I have to defend him here. <laughs> no, she's okay. right, though. Okay. I've to seen be fair, more of season four. He's seen more oh, of okay. season four than we have. So basically, oh, okay. um, the but thanks, Amazon... I appreciate that you came yeah, to my defense. That's then. very nice, Carrie. I, I think that's <laughs> that's really nice of you. That's a great welcome, Fred, to, the, to like, uh, you know... <laughs> the network as, as a whole. Um, so basically our last uh, big talking point, The Expanse released character posters over the set of like two weeks um, for each character. And every character poster was accompanied by a line from season four. I, I could so relate to Christians. Yes. So <laughs> basically, um, these quotes, and I'll, I'll read them out. Um, I thought this would be fun for us because we haven't seen much of season four um, or at all. So um, going in the order that they were released, the first quote was, uh, we are creatures of space from Drummer. The second quote was Christian, and I have to unfortunately censor myself for this. Sometimes I effing hate being right. Uh, Bobby's was I'm not a criminal. Uh, this one's so much longer than everybody else's. I am the kind of man the frontier needs. You're the kind that comes after my work is done, which is Murtry. Uh, I guess we're going for a ride, which is Alex. If you're in my way, I'm going through you, which is Amos. Uh, I have a family now, certainly not the one I would have expected, but I love them and they love me, which is Naomi. And I think this is the most relatable. Uh, James Holden, I'm not going to die down here. 
So uh, I was hoping for a coffee quote. Don't you to be hate quite it when honest you end with up you. on some uh, other planet <laughs> and you just don't feel like dying there? You just don't feel like dying on some backwater planet. Um, I was hoping we would get a fun coffee line knowing uh, the plot of season four and Holden's unfortunate separation from coffee. Um, but uh, yeah, so any like, what are your thoughts on some of the quotes, Carrie, that we heard? I don't want to ask. Ed, um, Ed can I, talk I, about the ones he doesn't know if he doesn't know any of them. Well, like I said, I think I, I could really relate to the Christian quote. Right. Um, on, uh, on many occasions, it, it's right up there with um, with Buffy's "I hate being the good one." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, this looks really, really. This, these are really cool. I I can't wait to see what the context is for for all of these. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite. None of them are surprising, other than Murtries, although having read the books, I, that's also not surprising. Yeah, that that sounds like him. I think my favorite is probably Naomi's um, yeah. because the, the center of the show is the, the found family that is the Rasenante mm-hmm. crew. And Naomi yeah, I was, also, I also relate to that one. Yeah. Bit. Naomi was put through the ringer in terms mm-hmm. of their family in season three. And so for her to say this to someone, uh, we don't know who it is obviously. And we don't know what's going on. Um, Cause I don't think it was said in the first episode. Um, to to hear her say that after all the strife and the heartbreak of season three, it's really nice. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. And it's good to to see that like she sees them as her family because of what she's been through. And to know that she has this like um the safety net of this family is is good. I'm very I was very happy to read that one. That was really nice. I got really emotional reading that one. Cool. Um I also like Amos's. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I've I've done that a few times too. Yeah. Right. Um, I can't wait to see him say that to somebody. That's exciting. I'm very excited. Ed, do you do you very, not very know any of, of these? Um, do you know any? I think I don't know Murtries. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, I I could be like wrong. I might have seen it, but um, I really like the Vasarala's that they chose here um but again i I also know where it's from so it but either either way it's a yeah no she 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 says some things to this effect that are kind of you know displaying her own internal kind of crisis of having to deal with this nonsense and (laughs) having a bunch of conflicting interests and you know um yeah i think she's gonna she's gonna have a really great presence yeah, I I can't wait to see um, Holden deal with some nonsense. That's for sure. There's just yeah, that's the, really season four. He's gonna deal a with a lot of, of nonsense. nonsense. A whole lot of nonsense. Space nonsense. I mean, space nonsense, <laughs> nonsense, human nonsense. Yeah, just nonsense. Um, I mean, there was like already a ton of nonsense in the first episode. Just like already, Holden's just like, oh, sh- not this again. Like, <laughs> not again. Like, it's just so much, like, I'm so sick of this. I just want to deal with no nonsense for once. Um, so I, I'm very excited. I'm very, very yeah. excited. So season four, we're less than two months away. Yep, that is true. I'm so excited. And then it'll all pass in, like, the less than 24 hours that everybody will binge it. <laughs> <laughs> like a year gonna, and a half long wait. I'm going to watch it several times, though. 
several. Because yeah, not only I, do I, I make gifts and stuff, but like because I know I'm going to binge it. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be binging it with you, Ed. <laughs> this is true. Um, so I, I will want to absorb as much of it as I can as many times as I can. Um, so I can make sure I get everything. Because this show constantly rewards rewatching. And I want to rewatch and get rewarded as many times as possible. Um, I'm very excited. <laughs> very, I unpopular opinion. Uh, Cibola Burn is one of my favorite books in the series. Um, I I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I think it, I like it because it's so different. Because I was raised on westerns. I thought you were gonna say um, I was raised on a planet, so I can. Relate I was to raised <laughs> on a planet, so I can relate. Um, I was raised on westerns and frontier movies because my dad is a huge John Wayne fan. So I kind of was really excited about this frontier esque thing. Um, also, I think it's my favorite Holden book because he is such a mess. Um, I think it's his funniest book because he's the in the books. Holden is genuinely hilarious, and and book four was like a new high of comedy for him. So I was hoping that we would finally get to see some of that. My favorite Holden scene is in that, and um, like without spoiling anything, it's the and now you have no pants scene. Oh, Which is oh God. <laughs> so funny um, when he's like yelling Spanish because he thinks Spanish will get across to somebody. What a what a what a mess of a human. Um, wow. So I, yeah. I hope, you know, I hope we get that scene because was very good. One of my favorite scenes uh, in the books. Um, any closing thoughts before I go into our outro here? No, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everything. No, anybody have anything I, they want to say? I love the season four artwork that they've released, and I couldn't believe that they did it twice. They did That's it for true. San Diego, and they did this new one um, for New York Comic Con, and which is now the official. Like, I, I honestly thought this San Diego one was going to be the official season four poster, but turns out that was just like a teaser. Um, so, and I can't wait to see this up on all over the New York City metro and hopefully <laughs> yeah. some buildings and it's going to be very exciting i think for me that's what i'm really waiting for because i don't remember seeing season three advertisement i no, I, I no remember one, they didn't advertise it at all right and i i remember i i loved the season two ad the the astronaut like with the hand well whichever mm -hmm. one of them it was but it's going to be really cool i think that's going to be the moment where it will finally feel like a 100 percent real and Amazon made a very nice effort with that artwork, so I am very grateful for that. Really I just hope they them. use it smarter than they used the uh, Man in the High Castle art that one time. <laughs> well, is there anything Yikes. that's... Could they even do that with this? Is there something that controversial? No, I don't think they could. I don't think they could. <laughs> Unless they plaster the OPA the symbol everywhere and everyone thinks it's the anarchist symbol. Um <laughs> So, I mean, they do look kind of similar. They do look very similar. It's true. There are people who have confused them who don't know what the anarchist symbol looks like. So um, I've seen it. I, <laughs> I have the I have the anarchist symbol stapled to my cubicle at work. So <laughs> it's like I could just picture you and in no, a cubicle no one, screaming no anarchy. One, no, one com no one comments on it because they don't know what it means. I'm just trying. To, I'm picturing you in your cubicle, just sitting there going anarchy. Just like, well, I'm very quiet. Just about light it. a dumpster fire nearby. <laughs> yeah. It's like like an actual episode of The Office. <laughs> no. They throw a cat through a through a ceiling uh, ceiling square. Um, 
All right. Well, if if that's it, I'll get I'll start our closing uh, remarks. Uh, so as you guys recall, Andrea and Fred are not here tonight. Um, the Andrea is working on getting the giveaway stuff together for our giveaway winners. We did not forget you. Uh, Andrea did move cross country, uh, did start a new job. So things are a little hectic for her. So she is working on it. Don't worry. We did not forget you and we will get those to you as soon as possible. Um, going into our actual closing. Here we go. I get to this all by myself. Oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can find us online. You can email us with any comments, questions, concerns, uh, nice messages. Did you see season four premiere at New York Comic Con or Paris Comic Con? Uh, feel free to shoot us an email, your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you thought. Be careful of spoilers, though, because the other hosts can see your emails. Um, not just me. Uh, you can email us at tightbeam at randomchatter.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Our show Twitter is The Tight Beam, and uh, our network Twitter is Random Chatter, where you can catch up on updates of all of our other shows, like Carrie's, like Carrie's two shows, uh -huh. yes. which sometimes, uh, which also feature Carrie and Fred, if you miss Carrie and Fred, or Carrie and Fred, Andrea and Fred. If you miss Carrie, she's right here. Um, yes. But if you miss Andrea and Fred, they also frequent um, Cape Crusades. Cape Chronicles. Cape Chronicles. Are, I'm are, so tired, you guys. It's, it's okay. I actually, I actually have to go in like five minutes. Yeah, so exactly. Move this along. Exactly. So, uh, you can find our, you can find me on Twitter at shankbeezy. Pretty easy. You can find me everywhere at shankbeezy. Carrie, where can we find you? You can find me at Carrie Blackfire forty two. That's K E R I Blackfire forty two. And Ed, if you want new friends, where can they find you? <laughs> Where can they find you, Ed? Apparently, they can't find him at all. Uh, sorry, my internet is cutting him. out. Um, <laughs> you can, well, I am on, I suppose I'm on Twitter at edX Media, which is E-D-A-X Media, but I don't use it much from there. You're more likely to spot me on uh, The Expanse Lives social accounts or mm -hmm. our website at theexpanselives.com. We sometimes post news. So check it out. We'll have uh, we have some exclusive content every now and again oh. and um, yeah. follow our social media for like everything expanse related updates and um, other fan stuff that's going yeah. on. Yeah. I run that Twitter full disclosure. She, she, yep. Shannon does run <laughs> I that. I run that Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I have delegated I so I don't have to do <laughs> God. Um, so Random Chatter does have an Instagram as well. It's it's Random Chatter. It's very easy to find. Uh, and you can go to our website, randomchatter.com, where all of our shows are available, and you can learn more about the network. Um, we also appreciate if you spread the word, leave reviews, share us on social media. Word of mouth is great. Tell your friends about us. Find new Expanse friends and tell them how great our show is. We'd really appreciate it. Well, or you could tell them our show sucks. But we'd love more <laughs> yeah. listeners. So give them a reason to listen to us and tell us how much we suck. I'd love that. Um, you can also join our community. We have a bunch of community stuff. So you can join our Discord randomchatter.com slash discord is where you'll get the info on that um, all of our show channels and our main channel are open for anyone uh, but if you donate to our Patreon which I'll also uh, tell you the link of at least a dollar you can get full access you can hang out with us wherever you like except for our staff channels um, 
And you can talk to us about literally everything, not just the expanse. You can talk to Carrie about the DC movies. She loves them. She'd love to talk about them. Go. Yep. So join our Patreon. And, and uh, the link is for that HTP randomchatter.com slash Patreon. I'm exhausted. We also have a store now, randomchatter.com slash store. I'm still working on the Typebeam logo. Don't worry, I'm working on it. Life is hard, man. Um, we're hoping to get a Typebeam t-shirt up in some way, shape, or form. It might be harder than it was before, so that's why I'm working on it still. Um, our music, the music that you hear at the beginning and end of our show, is Ursa Minor by Cell Dweller. And as ridiculous as this sounds, all trademarks are owned by their respective owners. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great night. And please, like... Drink an extra cup of coffee for me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>